You're listening to Comedy Central. May 8, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Supermodel and a media mogul. Tyra Banks is joining us, everybody. Also on tonight's show, the secret origins of Bernie Sanders, America's got the pox, and what Trump's been hiding in his taxes. But first, let's catch up on today's headlines. First up, after two days of excruciating waiting, the royal baby finally has a name. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have announced the name of the newest member of the royal family, their son, Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Earlier today, the joyous new parents spoke to the press at Windsor Castle. It's magic. It's pretty amazing. And I mean, I have the two best guys in the world, so I'm really happy. We're just so thrilled to have, have our own little bundle of joy um, and be able to spend some precious times with him as he slowly, slowly starts to grow up. Oh, they're so sweet. <laughs> Although, I, I, I do have to admit this, right? I always find it weird when people introduce a new baby, right? Because if you think about it, there's such a big contrast between the end product and how it was made, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if we were honest, we'd be like, we're really overjoyed to welcome this pure little miracle, the result of our sweaty night of, <laughs> of just raw dogging, hashtag blessed. <laughs> And it's especially weird because when it's the royals, it's big news that they did one of humanity's most basic biological functions. But that's what having a baby is. Just something your body does, something humans do. It's like if there was a front page news story and the headline was just, Gary farted. (laughs) But uh, anyway, welcome to the world, little Archie. And I know some people are disappointed by the name Archie, but there's one person who's super excited, the queen. Yeah, because you know for the last nine months, She's been like, please don't be Jamal, please don't be Jamal, please don't be Jamal, please don't be Jamal. <laughs> Still in international news, it looks like the tensions between Iran and the United States have reached the tensorist levels ever. The U.S. is sending a powerful message to Iran. The USS Lincoln is heading to the Persian Gulf region after intelligence reports suggest Iran is preparing to strike U.S. forces in the region. The intelligence warned of attacks against American ships in the waters off Yemen and in the Persian Gulf itself, as well as against American troops in Iraq and Syria. The Iranians won't think twice about attacking American interests. Holy shit, this beef is escalating fast. America is sending its navy to launch a potential strike in Iran because America says Iran is moving their weapons in America's direction. I must say, though, I do feel a little bit bad for Iran. Yeah, because every direction is in America's direction. (laughs) 
think about it, America has bases in all these neighboring nations. So no matter where you drive your missiles, you're threatening America. Just like I'm driving towards Bahrain, to our bases? No, 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 no. Now I'm driving towards Iraq, to our bases? Oh, okay, you know what, we'll just stay here. In our future base, is that a threat? <laughs> Seriously, US troops are everywhere. I mean, they're in Bahrain. Do Americans even know what Bahrain is, huh? I wouldn't be shocked if some Americans think Bahrain is the name of like a 90s R&B singer, you know? <laughs> be like, do you know who it is? Yeah, yeah, Bahrain, uh, you know? Bahrain had that song, it was a, I can't stand Bahrain, is that, is that the one? That's the one, right? So as it stands, America has intelligence that Iran poses a very credible threat, and so they are going to act on it. And as we know, America's intelligence has never led them into the wrong wars in that region. All right, let's move on. <laughs> because back here in America, Many people are refusing to get vaccinated. And one of those people in Kentucky just contracted a case of irony. A Kentucky teenager at the center of a vaccination lawsuit came down with the chicken pox. Jerome Kunkel filed the lawsuit after he refused to get vaccinated and was banned from playing on his school's basketball team. The teen's lawyer reportedly told the Cincinnati Enquirer that the 18-year-old was diagnosed last week and that he's, quote, a little itchy. Wow. <laughs> So, this kid in Kentucky opposed a vaccine on religious grounds, and then he got chickenpox. And even worse, it wasn't just chickenpox, he got Kentucky Fried Chickenpox. <laughs> that's such a dumb joke, I love it. Uh, all right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. There's only 544 days left until the presidential election, which is barely enough time to find a parking spot in New York City. So, because time is running out, let's catch up on the Democratic primary race in our ongoing segment, World War D. Every time there's a presidential election, the media digs deep into the pasts of the candidates, and usually they come up with some major revelations. Uh, Clinton dodged the draft, uh, George W. Bush had a DUI, and most shockingly, Ted Cruz once had a friend. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was Tom from MySpace, but hey, they all count. <laughs> and in the run-up to the 2020 race, we're learning more and more about the 632 candidates running for president. <laughs> At some point, we might even learn all their names. But the latest revelation is about Bernie Sanders, Senator of Vermont and man who knows the ducks in the park by name. <laughs> you see, it turns out 30 years ago when Bernie Sanders was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, he hosted a public access TV show. Yeah. And a few days ago, that TV network released the full archives online. And I'm talking hours and hours of pure Bernie gold. Like, there's so much gold in these archives, Bernie's gonna demand it gets redistributed to the working class. That's how much gold there is. <laughs> and when you start watching this footage, the first thing that's really apparent is how consistent Bernie has been throughout his life. We have a crisis situation. We are one, we are one of two nations in the industrialized world that does not have a national healthcare system. The wealthiest people in our country are becoming wealthier. To a large degree, the tax system in this country is extremely unfair and that it asks working people and elderly people and poor people to pay too much, while large corporations uh, and wealthy people do not pay their fair share. God damn. Bernie Sanders, he just, he's never changed. And I'm not talking about his platform. The dude looked exactly the same back then <laughs> as he does today. 
You realize he's 46 years old in that photo. I'm not joking. He's 46 years old. He looks the same. Like if you traveled back in time in a time machine and the first person you met was Bernie Sanders, you'd be like, ah, this piece of shit doesn't work. <laughs> Bernie be like, no, my friend, what doesn't work is our healthcare system. <laughs> like, I, like, I wonder, has Bernie just looked like this his entire life? Yeah, I bet when he was born, the doctor was like, congratulations, Mrs. Sanders. It's a beautiful, healthy old man. Well done. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> and then instead of spanking Bernie, the doctor just shook his hand. Welcome to the world, Mrs. Sanders. <laughs> Welcome to the world. And although, although it's impressive that Bernie's been consistent in his policies, it really says more about America than it says about Bernie when you think about it, right? He's saying the same thing for 30 years because America has had the same problems for 30 years. But here's what makes this old TV show so amazing, right? Uh, it wasn't just about Bernie's policies. It was like a full TV show with different segments. And by far, by far, the best segments of all are the ones where he interacted with kids, all right? Like this segment, where he talks to some kids at camp about drugs. Who knows about cocaine? Anyone ever seen cocaine? Yes. Right. Hold it, one at a time. What about cocaine? Good thing, bad thing? What about even smoking cigarettes? Who here smokes? Uh, Let me hear, come on, raise your hand. Well, other than your parents, who smoke? You got your smoke ready? I've seen a lot of kids who were 12 and 11 smoking. I don't smoke. All right. I don't smoke, but I'm a little kid. I'm only five years old. Oh, man. That's so adorable. I don't smoke because I'm five years old. Like, it's almost like Bernie can't tell the difference between kids and adults. He's like, let's talk finance. You guys diversified? Who's got a 401k? Who, who has the 401k? Who talks about cocaine with five-year-olds? <laughs> like, the way he was asking the question made it seem less like an anti-drugs talk and more like he was trying to score some blow. He was just like, you guys know about cocaine? Oh, uh, you know I can find it at a good price? Come on, this is Vermont. Let's hit the slopes. Come on, come on. And, and, and on the show, Bernie didn't just talk to kids about hard drugs. He also called them out on their BS. Hold on, let me ask you a question. What is your name? George. All right, George. Do you think it's important that you know how to read well and write? No. Oh, you think not? Oh, really? I'm trying to argue with these kids. They think they're very smart and that school is not important. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I disagree with you. All right, I think you're dumb. I think this kid's about to get his ass kicked by Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and there'd be no coming back from that. If Bernie kicked your ass, you'd have to move to a different state. And even then, you know there'd be one guy be like, hey, didn't you get your ass beat by that 90-year-old Bueller? He was only 46, I swear. <laughs> so you see, Bernie has always been a pretty straightforward guy, all right? But when it comes to kids, he might take it a little bit too far. Like, like for instance, this is one clip where he showed up to a classroom to teach the kids a lesson about bigotry but I think it might have backfired. If you want to deal with a group of people, <clears throat> what you essentially do, and you want to do bad things to them, you develop a stereotypical image of them, a stereotype. When I was a young person, what we learned is that black people smelled. All right, what about Jewish people? What's their thing? How are they different than other people? Their religious beliefs were different, but also they were greedy and selfish people. Also had strange sexual habits and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. So what does everybody know about the Irish? They get in fights. 
get in fights because they're drunk. All the Irish people do is drink. That's the Irish. All Italians are gangsters and Irish are drunk and Jews are greedy and black people smell. Okay? Jeez, Bernie! What the fuck, man? These poor kids clearly don't harbor any of those stereotypes and now you're the one putting it in their heads. Uh, the black smell, the Italians and the mafia, the Irish are drunks, and uh, why are we so scared of Jewish people? We're not because they're equal. Wrong, they have strange sexual habits, come on. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've never even heard that one. Yeah, I've never heard that one before. I think that was just Bernie's way of saying he's into some kinky shit. He was just slipping that in. <laughs> and, and if you think Bernie talking to kids at camp or in the classroom was awkward, right, sometimes he would just ambush random kids <laughs> who are standing on the streets. So what do you kids think of these new trees? Do you like them? They're nice. How were the people out here working before? <laughs> were the people out here working and putting them up before? Yeah. You guys help out? No. Okay. All right, don't be so shy. Don't be so shy. Actually, I think those kids were the exact right amount of shy. Think about it. A 46-year-old, 90-year-old man just rolled up, <laughs> threw open his door and asked, what do you kids think of these new trees? <laughs> when, when kids' parents told them not to talk to strange men on the street, that is the definition of what they were talking about. You saw the one girl, she was just like, I shouldn't be here. I'm just, she just walked away. She was out. Like, I totally get why those kids were weirded out. Bernie was just like, hey, you kids like trees? They're like, dude, let's get out of here. I heard Jews have strange sexual habits. <laughs> but by far, by far, my favorite clip of all that we found is when a little girl asks Mayor Bernie to build an amusement park in her neighborhood. And all of a sudden, he turns it into a town hall. I was just wondering, um, my mother had this idea for uh, amusement, an indoor, outdoor amusement park. First thing that we have to do, though, before we could do something like that, is to make sure that we own the land. That's one of the concerns that we have. At the present moment, we don't own a lot of the land down in the down, downtown. It's owned by the railroad. And one of the things that we're trying to do now is to figure out which land we should buy and how much we should pay for it. So we're working on that. But I think your mother's idea is a very good idea. And I congratulate you for giving her all these good ideas. Okay, well, I better get going, so. Yes! Oh, yes! That little girl is my hero. Cause she was asking a fun question and Bernie turned it into like a TED talk about zoning laws. And you could tell she was totally over it. Oh man, that was so crazy. Oh, you know what's also crazy? Is that that little girl grew up to be Hillary Clinton. We'll be right back. <laughs> Since President Trump started running four years ago, people have been trying to see his tax returns. And we found out so many other things about him in that time, from what he does with porn stars to what he does with flags. And they're not that different. <laughs> but we still haven't seen Trump's tax returns. No one knows why, but everyone has a theory. Some people think it's because he cheated on his taxes or because he took money from unsavory people. My conspiracy theory 
is that he's hiding the extra income he makes by working part-time at TGI Fridays. <laughs> like, folks, today's special is something I invented myself. It's called nachos. <laughs> now, no one knows, no one knows for sure what's hiding in Trump's taxes. But last night, the New York Times found out what he used to be hiding. This morning, a bombshell report in the New York Times is casting doubt on President Trump's self-proclaimed wealth. The Times reporting it has obtained years worth of previously unrevealed figures from the president's federal income tax returns. The real estate mogul spent at least 10 years in the red, reporting business losses totaling over $1 billion from 1985 to 1994. According to the Times, year after year, Mr. Trump appears to have lost more money than nearly any other individual American taxpayer. Holy shit. <laughs> For 10 years, Donald Trump might have lost more money than any person in America? That is crazy. The guy who lost the most money is the same guy who claims to be the best businessman. It's like finding out that Hugh Hefner died a virgin. <laughs> I did not see that coming. But this just shows how good Trump is at inflating his success, right? Because during some of those years when Trump was hemorrhaging money on the verge of bankruptcy, he managed to get himself on the Forbes richest people list, when in reality, he should have been on the Forbes broke-ass bitch list, right? <laughs> Which isn't a real list, but I think it should be, yeah. Cause it'd be pretty great if there was just once a year, they were like, at number six, Craig, his broke-ass still using an iPhone 3. <laughs> and you might think it's bad news for Trump to be exposed like this. But that's because you're looking at all of this the wrong way. He lost a lot of money over the course of 10 years, if you consider a billion dollars a lot of money. If anything, you read this and you're like, wow, it's pretty impressive, all the things that he's done in his life. It's beyond I, what most of us could ever achieve. I, I don't know that there's any suggestion that he broke the law. You know, <laughs> say what you will about Fox and Friends, but when they are with you, they are with you. <laughs> Ride or die. That's the squad I want in my life. They'll spin any negative into a positive. Like, every leader would be lucky to have that kind of support. If Kim Jong-un had a Fox and Friends, they'd be like, this haircut is the best one yet. <laughs> every leader. Hitler's Fox and Friends would have been like, you know, the haters are saying that he's a mass murderer on he lost the war, but people don't focus on how well-traveled he was, yeah? <laughs> All the way from Paris to Russia in just a year, yeah. <laughs> on Charlie Chaplin even made a movie about him. How many people can say that, yeah? <laughs> And here's the thing, Fox and Friends aren't outliers. Many Trump supporters feel that Trump losing a billion dollars just shows how successful he was. You have to have a billion to lose a billion. And if you go to MAGA country, you'll see that some of them, they think this whole story should be thrown out. Do you care about Trump's tax returns? Not at all. Not at all. I don't care about anybody's tax returns. It's their business. Do you care about Trump's tax returns? No, I don't really give a... All right, don't... We're into about... I, that's what I'm trying to do. I don't care if anybody shows it or not. It's their personal life, their personal business. Leave it alone. Okay. I, I hear what this guy is saying. It's his personal business. Just leave it alone. I do have one question, though. How many eggs is this guy eating? <laughs> like, who needs to eat that many eggs? Is, is he fighting Apollo Creed? At and you know what's most impressive is that's what he ordered when he knew there was gonna be a TV crew, right? He was like, oh, the camera crew is here. Better go easy and just order one carton of eggs today, Billy. <laughs> but seriously though, seriously though, 
the story just shows you how we're all totally living in different bubbles, right? One side hears about the story of Trump's taxes and they think it proves that he's a shady loser. The other side hears the story and they go, wow, he's so rich, he had a billion dollars to lose. One side says a president should be transparent about his finances. The other side says that's his private business. One side says, I'll have the egg white omelet for breakfast. And the other side says, and I'll take all of his yolks. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight has been breaking down barriers since she became the first black woman to be featured on the cover of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. 22 years later, she's gracing the cover again. So please welcome supermodel, entrepreneur, media mogul, and cover star of the 2019 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, Tyra Banks. And Thank congratulations. You. Let's like Thank just you. kick it off with that. Congratulations on not only being on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, but doing it 22 years later. Can you believe it? 22 <laughs> years later. <laughs> and Trevor, it's about 25 to 30 pounds heavier. That's even more impressive. Yes. No, it really is. <laughs> It really is, because, like, this is something that I think a lot of people might take for granted. You know, we've lived in a world where for so long the fashion industry has determined how many people see themselves, how they view themselves, how their self-esteem is shaped. And you come from a world where, I mean, you were on this cover at a time when black women weren't represented, at a time when women who had normal figures and bodies weren't represented, and now you're on the cover going like, no, this this is my body, this is who I am. Was that scary? Um, it was in the beginning because I've got more dimples in my booty. I've like I'm heavier. I have not modeled in a swimsuit heavier. I know how to like hide it up in the clothes, but in a swimsuit, I was right. like raw out there. Um, but after that first shot, I was like, I'm good. I wasn't like putting a towel on the booty. I was just like just letting it go. You were just feeling it. You were just, just in your like, zone. Yeah, I was just like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I won't lie. When someone someone showed me the cover and I was like, oh, that, that looks gorgeous. And then they were like, here's the one that she did before. And then I was like, oh, when is that from? Like five years? And they're like, no, 22 years ago. <laughs> you, 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 This is not like 22 years of change, though. Thank you. What, what, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of my skin, it's like this regimen called being a black person. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it has not cracked. <laughs> it has not cracked at all. Yes. Yeah, but it, it, it really is beautiful to see. And, Thank and, you. And you came out of retirement for this. I came out of retirement, and Trevor, I was like, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna look exactly like that old cover. Right, right. Called the nutritionist. I was doing the two liters of water a day. Went to go visit my mama and just opened up the Cheetos. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, mama, I just feel like an ice cream party. And me, her, and my son went to the store and we got eight pints of ice cream. <laughs> and we just like played it like piano. 
when you, but when you look at that, when you look at what you did and when you look at the cover and you look at the positive response you're getting, do you think that this reflects a positive change in the modeling industry? Because, you know, you see people yes. like Ashley Graham saying, no, I see positive change. You, you see a cover like this and it feels like positive change. 100%. Do you think it has moved and do you think it's been enough or what can, what, um, what can we improve By on? no means is it enough. But what I love about social media is that it makes people loud and it forces the fashion industry that loves themselves and look in the mirror and they're like, oh my God, we're so amazing. <laughs> it makes them like look and go, oh my God, no, we're not amazing. These people are telling us what we have to do. And now people are answering with their wallets. Right. So today, if you are not a diverse brand and moving toward that, I predict that your brand will cease to exist. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting that you bring up social media because the, the photographer of this cover is a black woman. Is a black woman. First time ever. First time ever that there has been a black photographer to shoot the cover, Sports Illustrated, the first that time for wild. a woman to shoot the cover, the first time for a black woman to shoot the cover. That is I wild. found her on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Her name is Loretta Houston, and I found her on Instagram. I said, this magazine 22 years ago changed my life overnight, and now I want to pay it forward and I wanna change life. I wanna shake it up. I want her to be like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing what's happening right now. I don't know what to do with myself. Hi, Loretta. Are you shook up, girl? You shook up? <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. It really is beautiful to see like the changes and, and, and the world that you created for yourself because a lot of people know you as Tyra Banks, the model. Some people may know you as Tyra Banks, the TV host, but, but really what you've learned to do is parlay that success into other fields yeah. in, in, your, in your world. For instance, you, yeah. you were lecturing at Stanford. Yeah, right? for three years. I've been three teaching years. at Stanford. I you... just finished this third year teaching personal branding. So teaching, but just like normal average people, like personal branding. Yeah, well, average genius minds that are in the pharmaceutical world and in, you know, law and consulting and food. Like, and explain to me what, like how that person needs to brand or why they would need to brand. So these are people that are in the business world and then they're going to graduate and yes. there's gonna be so much competition. And I teach my students that different is better than better. There are gonna be so many people that you think you're better than. Right. However, that personal brand, your differentiator, what makes you unique? What is your origin story? How are you going to say and share that? How are you gonna get the capital, the money that that competitor wants to raise that right. you really need? How are you gonna hire those people that are the most fantastic employees in the world? How are you gonna bring them to your company? And it's about what you stand for that will attract the best. More money, more success, right. more power. And a lot of my um, students are actually very altruistic and in the nonprofit world. And I say, personal brand can help you make money for your companies and for your nonprofits as well. You see, I'm very passionate about this. I can, I can feel it. Yeah. No, I can feel it. You, 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 yeah. you are somebody yeah. who does connect with that idea. And I, I mean, it, 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 it explains, I guess, why now for this next phase of your modeling career, which you're stepping back into, you've got banks. Yeah, right? I renamed myself. So that's, instead that's, of- Every artist gets to that level in their career. Like yes. Diddy, Prince, everyone. So now totally. we're at that for you now. Totally. So now when, when modeling, we now- When I'm modeling, exactly, it's Trevor. B-A-N-X. Okay. And I came up with this when I was teaching my students. All right, why, yes. why, why change it? Because everyone's Tyra, yeah. but now you're like, no, 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 no Banks. No, no, Banks. Because okay. I want to go by my last name. To uh -huh. me, it's different. It's Renew. I feel thicker. I feel wiser. I feel thankful. And that X stands for X, what you heard about what a model is, what beauty is, cookie cutters. We are Xing that. It is all about accepting age, height, weight, 
skin color, sexual orientation. And I'm busting open that door down so Banks is not just me. That X is like the new Wakanda for modeling. X all of that. That's what Banks is, it's all of us. That's amazing. And Banks is where you're gonna keep all the money you make from these great ideas. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> Wonderful you. having you again. The 2019 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue is on newsstands now. Tyra Banks, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.